Thanks so much again for listening to the Park Hills Podcast. We are excited about our Bible in a year. We hope you are too. Read along with us. And if you need to know what that looks like, go to our website. You'll find the links there. There's also links to the Israel trip and all the other things we got going on, podcasts and blog posts. And so head there, parkhillschurch.com or the Park Hills Church app. And all of those things are just at your fingertips. So utilize them, please. Joshua's a, a fun book to look at in some respects. It's also harsh, as I, I mentioned in, in the message. But um, Rahab is a fascinating character. Very much so. Uh, y- you see some interesting things going on here. And, and here we have sort of the, uh, not sort of, we have a, a town prostitute really becomes sort of heroic in in this storyline, mm-hmm. even to the point where she shows up in, in Hebrews 11. And there's a part of us that wants to just, you know, the immorality uh, bell is certainly going off, that, that the buzzer, and uh, certainly there should be some disqualification there or whatever. And, and yeah. you know, into, my mind went down a few roads of going, okay, would it have been that just her the immorality of her lifestyle makes her a, a, a willing person to lie mm. Mm. <laughs> you think about this okay you get you know it, it needed to be someone who is willing to lie and say no they've not they've left if you but if you leave now you can chase them down right, right. and so you go okay so she's heroic because she lied and, and it, it opens that door going okay is it okay to lie right. in this situation, a lie to protect the righteous. And then to me, it's a little f- fun to even think about, okay, when the judgment comes here in in uh, chapter 6, and the only ones who are safe are, are those who are in her house. You know, now... Think about this for a minute. I mean, I don't know if she was um, well-revered in her family or not for her profession. I don't know what they thought of her. Um, but she's certainly got to be pretty pretty much uh, a hero to them right now. Because, I mean, here, here's only Rahab the prostitute and all who are with her in her house shall live because she hid the messengers whom we sent. Right. But everybody else just take them out, wipe them out, you know. Fascinating. It is super fascinating. And I, I I want us to be really clear. We are not saying she was saved because of her lifestyle. If anything, <laughs> that's what that's kind of what we're saying is the fact that she is saved and she's the only one that gets saved yeah. in her family, you, it should provoke some responses for us. It should provoke for us a, an, an idea of, I don't know what to do with this. So I've, I've read tons of weird papers on this stuff, as you might imagine. Like, mm-hmm. right, I just, I'm a weird nerd when it comes to... I spend way too much time on some of these things, but um, one of the ways to translate the same word that when we talk about her profession, mm-hmm. right? 
one of the other ways to pr tr uh, translate that word is innkeeper, which is a little less scandalous unless yeah. you're like, wait, oh, no, it's not less scandalous. It's just giving you a better version of that. Uh, she takes hospitality a bit too far. <laughs> yeah. But it is one of those things where you go, okay, what do I do with this? And her keeping an inn means weird things are happening in the house that shouldn't yeah. be. And then God uses her. Uh, in a positive way by mm -hmm. saving the spies and she's allowed to then be saved because of her faith in Yahweh. Right. I mean, that's, yeah. that's the key there. But then the question becomes, all right, so then it's okay that she lied. And folks, we, we aren't going to answer this for you. The, there is centuries of scholarship on this. The debate is lively. Uh, you know, one of the questions that we had in an ethics class, we had, I took an old Testament ethics class. And one of the discussions we had was, you know, if you got taken prisoner and you had the lives of everyone on a submarine and you had, you know, yeah. or to lie, which one are you going to choose? And, you know, if we're going to follow God's will and we're stuck in this position, what do we do? I, I don't know. You know, yeah, certainly she sees that, that uh, God's the, the winner in this battle yeah. and she's going, I'm with you. Right. This we we fear you uh, for good reason because we know and we've heard of you, and and that might be you know, just realizing that becomes enough for her to go. You know, I'm I'm more than happy to cover you guys in that way, and certainly the Lord uses all types of people, doesn't he, in all sorts of circumstances. But and and in Hebrews, I'll read the verse. She's not actually given props because she lied. And I think yeah, right, this is one right. of those things that we really have to wrestle with. Uh, you know, because one of the things we talked about in one of my theology classes was what if she would have told the truth? What if she would have said they're up on the roof? Do we believe God could have protected them? Absolutely. Absolutely. Right? I mean, it would have been an, another way. An yep. angel could have blinded those guys. I mean, that's what happened with, you know, yep. the Lot story. There's So full honesty, we don't know how the story would have ended. But what she's pr given props for in, in Hebrews 11, verse 31, is by faith... Rahab the prostitute did not perish with those who are disobedient mm -hmm. because she had given a friendly welcome to the spies. So she's, she's given favor because she's showing hospitality mm -hmm. to the other, which is such a great biblical concept, right? This, this idea that those who are not like me, I'm going to show them hospitality even though they don't deserve it. Yeah. And in showing hospitality, then, you know, she is given freedom and safety. And, and, and so is her thing. family. Yeah, and then the whole family gets. So just, yeah, it's back to your point in the beginning of this. Just imagine the family mocking her at dinner time, you know, and, you know, they're like, well, so what, you're with the Israelites? They've, they've gone around the city six times at this point. You know, nothing's happening. They're, here we go. And she's like, yeah, yeah, no, I trust Yahweh. He's the one true God. And, you know, maybe they were mocking, you know, I'm, I'm painting them in a negative light because it's just more fun to do it this way. But it, who knows how the, any, any of this conversation could have gone down. But they could have said, look at what you've done with your life. You've totally thrown it away, all that kind of stuff. And then the walls came in, and they're all standing there. And the Israelites grab them and say, all right, come with us. I imagine her little nephew or whatever going over to the window going, hey, you got this red thing hanging out of here. Let me pull it in for you. <laughs> no, leave that out. <laughs> you, you, you don't want to take that out of there. <laughs> that's, where, uh, that's where my mind goes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think one other thing, Chris, to talk about just with Joshua is – it's weird to preach on Joshua and not look at Joshua 24, mm -hmm. uh, 14, and 15. That really uh, probably the 
I would, yeah, clearly the most famous verses that you find in there, and they're cool. I mean, uh, verse 14, now therefore fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in faithfulness. Mm -hmm. Put away the gods that your fathers served beyond the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. And if it is evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve, whether the gods of your your father served in the region beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I think there are many Christian households that have that last phrase up on the wall somewhere. And and I love it. And and it's applicable in that regard. Uh, But I think, again, you always have to go to what's appropriate. I mean, we think of some of those famous Old Testament verses, Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, plans Mm -hmm. prosper you, not to harm you. And and we always want to say, okay, that's my promise. But um, really, the heart and soul of of what was said there is is great for us. Say, okay, as for me and for my household, we will serve the Lord. That, That in itself is a wonderful declaration to to repeat and to embrace for sure, uh, even though it's, the, you know, he's speaking to specific people in a, in a specific circumstance. Well, and it goes back to what we've talked about in other podcasts, this idea that there is no other God but God. And so he yeah. is to be served completely. Don't act like everybody else does. Don't do what everybody else does. And he's even talking about here other Israelites. Mm-hmm. Right? And the, the ones who decided to serve the gods of Egypt, the ones who decided to serve these gods or these people. And Joshua's just saying, you know that that doesn't work for you. So stop trying to make it work. Just serve the Lord. The Lord is the one who will be completely yeah. served. And if you serve him, it will go better for you. But even if it doesn't go better for you, my household and me, will serve the Lord. It kind of reminds me of characters we're going to get to way later, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Mm -hmm. Nebuchadnezzar, we're not bowing. And you can take our life, do what you want. But the truth is, God will spare us. And if he doesn't spare us, I'm still not bowing because I don't care what you do to me. Yeah, that's that declaration lived out Mm -hmm. (laughs) in its most, dare I say, heated uh, intensity. Just, no, not going to do it. I'm serving the Lord only. I'm curious here because I I did some prep on this a couple of days ago, but I didn't think about this. But the, the word river is capitalized in ESV. Did you notice that? So while you're talking, I'm just sitting here looking to see if if that is the the River Jordan. I'm guessing it, it's probably the Tigris or the Euphrates. I might even be talking about yeah. Ab- Abram's family way back in the beginning. Right, because you, you remember. Yeah, both times it's capitalized. Abram has to set, you know, move away from his family, which also means he's going to move away from the household gods and all the other things that that his father were were serving. Yeah, Haran. And so you look at that and you go, interesting. So I'm I'm doing my research on that right now as we're sitting here talking. I'm not getting anything to tell me for sure, which is not helpful. But but I think it's interesting that basically the idea here is you're moving into a new land. You're gonna. You know, we just conquered it. That's what Joshua was saying. We just we just did our work. I want you to totally conquer the land, and I want you to do what you're supposed to do, and I want you to serve the one true God. And when you serve the one true God, you know, this is the way to go. The problem is, um, and Mark, you might help me here, uh, did the Israelites go on and, and serve the Lord their God in, a, in an amazing way? Well, the Israelites have a storied past. <laughs> okay. Okay, so that's a no. Uh, do, you know, do the Israelites uh, honor only Yahweh with the, the days ahead that they have? 
Yeah, the Israelites get confused. Uh, many times. I'm trying to be as nice as I can. You're being very generous and wonderful. But it, it's really the story that leads us all the way to Jesus on the cross. This idea that they will not serve, even when they think they're serving the one true God, when he's actually walking with them in the flesh, a number of, of the Jewish religious leaders can't handle it. And, I, and please understand, I think sometimes we, I had a conversation with someone about this the other day. I think we tie Judaism and Israel up in, and just call it evil. Yeah. But Nicodemus comes to the Lord. No. That's you know, right. you've got all these, every Jewish, every disciple was a Jewish kid to start with. So there's this element of the church is not Gentile. It, it, we are mostly Gentiles now because yeah. we've, you know, there's way more of us than there are Jews. But it's not like the family was ever not them. Like they're allowed in. Yeah. But the religious leaders at the time of Jesus just can't grasp with the fact that he is who he says he is. Yeah, they fought it so hard. So ironically, they serve other gods instead of one true God. So even the end of the story, this is basically just another thing that they're dealing with. So yeah, Joshua, it's a, uh, it's an interesting book. And uh, when you think about the rest of the story, it gets kind of depressing, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. All right. Well, I don't know about you, but well, I know about you, but I'm saying for you on the podcast, <laughs> are you going to serve the Lord? Is your household going to serve the Lord? Or are you going to do your own thing? It's a big question for us to wrestle with. Thanks for tuning in.